When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Very warm welcome then to the Match Play Daily. Day 8 is in the books and I uh, finally have returned after getting absolutely caned by my co-hosts Jack Garwood and Phil Bards. Gentlemen, thank you very much for holding the fort uh, in my absence last night. God was absolutely right. I was running a few errands last night, but it's glad to see, by the way, that uh, if you miss the show, you get absolutely caned for it. Nothing changes uh, since we've moved across. Who are you? Hiya, you all right? <laughs> um, gentlemen, uh, we now know our match play finalists and we will come on to both semi-finals in a second. Um, but Phil, you've been in Milton Keynes. We've got you on for the full show again tonight as we look ahead to a final. Um, we predicted a smith Durrant final. We couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it were you three that all predicted the same final? It, it were you? Yeah, exactly, um, but, yeah. It's, it's good yeah, to see yeah. that predictions are going well in this, uh, it, it, it moving across. If I'm being honest, I don't think many people predicted this final before the tournament or even after the semi-finals, if they're being honest. Um, you bang on with that. I think I could see them quarterfinals lined up eight different times and I'm not sure I'd have got to this one in the, in the top five predictions. Um, 100%. It, it, I mean, it's great. It, it's fantastic. It, it's an opportunity for both players to opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of their career and the opportunity this presents. But you, you'd never have plucked this out of the field, I don't think. It is the UK Open 2018 all over again. It really, yes. really is. And a man who was in the UK Open final in 2018, when, of course, we had the snowstorm, there were no fans around, was Gary Anderson. And uh, you, you predicted it a couple of days ago, Phil. The master of the wet in that Formula One is Lewis Hamilton. The master of no crowd is Gary Anderson. A brilliant, 
brilliant game, by the way. Probably second only to the UK Open final this year in terms of television games for me against uh, Michael uh, against the semi-final against Michael Smith. What a gritty, determined performance by the Flying Scotsman back into a UK Open final for the second time in three years. And worryingly, he's getting better as the tournament's going on. Time mm. on the board is really suiting him. If you, if, if you look at his averages, they're going up, they're going up, they're going up. And now there's not much difference between his tournament average and Dimitri's. But after a few rounds, there, there was. He's, he's just going about his business as he says he doesn't care. No, I can't win this. No, 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 no. A week later, oh, I'm in the final. Um, and deep down, I think he does care because some of the things he lets step interview, he knows who's played who, he knows who's beaten who. So he is looking at results. And, and yeah, I think, look, he's never going to be one that practices and wants to play the whole tour. But there's, there's still some grit and some fire in Gary Anderson's belly, which is nice to see. Gob, you, you're probably the biggest Gary Anderson fan known to man. <laughs> Be honest with yourself at this point. With the way that Michael Smith had been playing throughout this week, and I, I'll be honest with you, I, I, it wasn't that I never gave him a chance because you can never write Gary Anderson off of any game that he picks up a dart against. But realistically, did you ever see this performance coming? I didn't see him getting past James Wade. <laughs> that is <laughs> true, to be fair. <laughs> that is um, true. I thought Wade was going to be too clinical to, for Gary to even be this far in the tournament. Um, but what a performance from Gary. There was, it's still not bang on 100%, but there were more and more glimpses now of the Gary that rose to, in my opinion, the best player in the world. When he was picking up titles for fun, when he picked up this match play, there was just an inevitability about him that him and Michael were constantly on this collision course and there was a lot tried to make of it as, as a rivalry. Gary just wasn't interested in that, but his performances at times were just, from a different level back then and there, there are glimpses of it now and if he gets anywhere near that tomorrow I think there's only one name, one name going on that trophy but I'm we sure will, we'll get to that soon we will definitely touch on that Phil a word on Michael Smith <laughs> how many times are we going to say this that he's the best player to ever win a major uh, hundred, it's like the old thing James Wade is the best person never to win the world title um, yeah. he, he was sly at the blocks tonight in fairness to him he, he twice had to reel in five leg deficits and it's alright reeling them in but you've still got to go past someone of Gary Anderson's calibre is, is the thing and I think he just gave himself too much to do after about midway he played some decent stuff but all the work was undone in the early part of the game for me I think Gary led 7-3, am I right there? He did, yes. Um, and, and, and again, there was just little little signs and a couple of big finishes hurt Michael Smith as well. The 1-2-7 and game, massively and as, game. as well. The, there, there was just a real couple of moments, like big, big body blows from Gary Anderson when Michael Smith was, was on the ropes, so to speak. But yeah, a bully boy would be disappointed. Look, he didn't start particularly well, but again, he finished well in this this situation. Look, I know we keep saying it, and I stand by it. It is only a matter of time until yeah. he wins one. He is too good a player not to win a televised title. Well, he has won a televised title. He has won Shanghai. He has won the Shanghai Dance Masters, but I get what you're saying. It is a matter of time before he goes and wins 
a TV he tournament that is ranked. It. No, he doesn't class he doesn't it. Class it. So he, he, when you say you've won one, he says, no, I haven't. That's how much he rates the Shanghai Darts Masters. When you say, <laughs> but you have one on TV, he goes, no, I haven't. Well, it's the first thing about it. He's the last Shanghai Darts Master currently at the moment in time. So he's actually been the Shanghai Darts Master for the last three or four years, to be fair to him. Got, on a serious note, though, I thought that when he got it back to 15-14, Gob, when he led at that stage, he'd won six straight on the spin. I did think, Christ, this is the Michael Smith that we had seen. But like, it was an interesting stat because I was saying on Twitter that it looked like that he was, he was missing triple 20 a lot. He was really either going, he was covering himself with that first dart. Carly Fletcher on Twitter, by the way, Carl Fletcher's a brilliant statistician, by the way. If you don't follow him, go check him out. Massive rating, like tremendously. He was saying that like he was hitting 40% on the treble 20, but his treble 19 shots tonight were nowhere near. At one stage, I think he was averaging about 16% on, fin- on finishing on treble 19. And yeah. when you can't, if you're going over the top like that, or if you're covering your shot on the treble 20, you've got to find treble 19, which is what he did against Ritarski. He just couldn't quite find that in the pressure cooker moments, I thought. Yes. Smith is one of them that massively relies on his first start for guidance. And what we've, what we've said earlier in the week is how well he's been able to recover that. That wasn't there tonight. I, I think if he missed that first start, he put himself in a lot of trouble. And I'm not sure if that's because he was showing Gary respect. He's aware of the damage that, that Gary can do to you if, if you're going to do that. And then you're almost trying a little bit too hard. If the drive just, just wasn't there for some reason, like we said, he, he started a little bit flat. Or if he just didn't have the range. Sometimes if, it, if it's not your night, it's not your night. And if you, if you can't find those, those trebles, you're going to be in trouble against someone of Gary's calibre. So... Yeah, Smith will be disappointed, I think. Massively disappointed because this is arguably the best chance he was going to have got to have won one since because there's no Michael Van Gogh for him to go and meet in the final, as has happened on numerous occasions already. So, yeah, an an opportunity missed for Bully Board tonight, I think. I think as well, of course, I, I do maintain this, that had he won that Masters against Peter Wright, where he had three shots, who had three darts to win it, I reckon we would have seen a different performance tonight. Because as soon as he gets one on TV, I appreciate it wasn't a ranked tournament, the Masters, but as soon as he gets one on TV, he will win a shed load of them. I completely agree with you there, PB. Quick thought before we go in here from the Master, if you like, again, who beat The Apprentice tonight. Um, Phil, he is now though. Uh, Smith is England's number one. He is England's number one. He will be the captain, if you like, of the, of the of the World Cup of Darts as things stand. It's a good week for Michael Smith again, but he will be absolutely gutted. There's no doubt about that. I, he, he will, but when he reflects, he, he he's good at taking the positives from stuff. Yes, he's probably in his hotel room right now, hurting. But when he gets home, he'll look at it and go. I wanted to make the quarterfinals. I've made the semi-final. We move on to the next one. Well, no TV title, made in television title for Buddy Boy Michael Smith, but a chance for Gary Anderson to defend his world match break crown that he won two years ago. Phil Bars uh, on our course on our podcast. Phil caught up with him a little bit earlier on in Milton Keynes after his win. Gary, many congratulations. You're into another Betfred World Match Play final. An extra legs victory over Michael Smith, but did you make harder work of it than what you should have been? I think I did. You watched it, did I? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. There was bits, and then, like I say, I'm just, I end up fighting myself. You know, it's, it's, it's not what the other boys doing. I'm fighting myself. I know it should be a 140 instead of 60. It should be a 180 instead of 140. And it's, it's just, I get these stupid little moments that are, 
as it's struggling with knots, to be honest, but we get there at the end. Coming into the tournament, you kept telling us, no, I can't win this, no, I can't win this, no, 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 and now you're one game from winning it. Is the belief now there that you can win the Betfair World Match play? I'll tell you Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, look, I'm, I'm just... All I want to get is get my game back to it should be. I mean, there's a lot of snatches in my game now, dropping again an inch below the treble. You know, there's there's bits when I, I don't know the difference. There's, there's throws that I walk up there, everything's above the treble and I can work down, and there's other throws that's underneath. Don't know why that first start's dropping. Going into it, Michael Smith had beaten you in three consecutive semi-finals. Was that one? I'm not making it four because we know the rivalry you two have. Oh, aye, aye. That's. I mean, it's great. To, I mean, I think I've got a fantastic record against Rob Cross one day it'll come to an end you know it's always going to be that yeah I mean I, th I, th I thought when I got in front of Michael I could see him starting to think he was thinking about it a bit now you know because Michael knows I can hit the 180s and the 140s just like him you know and it's uh, it's not quite as good as him now but uh, at the start of the match uh, I've done alright with the high scorer you won the UK Open with no fans you're doing the business again here does that make you the overwhelming favourite now because ah, no he had the crowd listen to him they were mad they were absolutely mad eh uh, Nah, it's UK Open was different. It was freezing cold, and I love the cold. I'm sweating like the devil up there, and uh, I do like the cold weather. But nah, listen, we'll just see what goes. You know, I'll fight to the end, hopefully, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Last one for me. What would it mean to you to win the second biggest major outside the world again, considering where you've come from, the back injury, the all the time off you've oh, had? Yeah, yeah. Is this almost better than winning it the first time round? Because that 2018 season was you were just in unbelievable form. I was playing well, you know, that's that's the difference, I was playing well back then, now I'm, I'm kind of happy-go-lucky, you know, I know I'm not playing well, so it's like what you see is what you get, but uh, oh, it would be great to lift it again, you know, the year that I won it, I'd been playing really well, you know, I even knew I was going to hit the nine data, Ian White will tell you the story, we've done it a, a few interviews about it, but uh, they were going well, you know, so uh, now it's a, it's a wee bit different, but like you say, the six months off, back playing darts, and then a further four or five months off, so... It's not been great preparation, is it? Gary, pleasure as always, mate. Thank, Thank you, Phil. Gary, you say you're not delighted with how you play this now, but you're averaging well into the high 90s, 98, 99. Yeah, but... Do you think you're in a better place yeah, than maybe, maybe you think you are? High 90s, but a lot of rubbish in between. And I mean, a lot of rubbish, you know, it's, that's what's bugging me. I, I don't want per perfection. You know, I know you're going to make mistakes and miss this and that, but it's the way my darts are going through there, and that's, that's what's getting me. You know, it's, I know how I should throw a dart and how a dart should land on the dartboard. It's not happening, and that, that's what's driving me nuts now. So I don't know if it's too hot or what. Maybe I've done the dishes too many times for the last five, six months. Maybe that's a problem, you know, but uh, nah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll sort it out somewhere along the line. At the start of the week, did you expect that you'd have spent eight days in Milton Keynes and no, be, be in the I was expecting to be fun. back home Sunday morning. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I got a plan, go get the kids on the Sunday morning when I got back, but uh, I've had to wait an extra seven days now, so yeah, I'll, I'll see them on Monday when I get back now. How would it compare to two years ago? Obviously, it's a completely different environment. Well, yeah, well, it was winning two years ago, playing well, knowing that I was playing well, to if I was to win this, playing nowhere near how I should be playing I don't know is that a good thing or is that a bad thing I don't, I don't know how to say it I, I don't know it would be great winning that but I don't know Gary Anderson there talking through his win against Michael Smith 18 legs to 16 and he will play Dimitri Vandenberg in the final I, I'm trying really hard not to smile at this point because 
everybody knows who have followed myself and Gob over the last couple of years knows how much I absolutely adore the Dream Maker and how much I fall in love with him. And that's no disrespect to Glenn, by the way, because I absolutely love Glenn Durant as well. Hero, really great bloke, and he was an absolute gentleman on and off the hockey. But DB has made a world match play final. And if you had told me that at the start of this week, gentlemen, I would have told you to get tested, not just for COVID, but to get mentally tested. He has made yeah. a world match play final. I can't on believe debut. it. On debut. On debut. When was, who was the last one out of interest, Gob, who made a world match play final on debut? 2006, James Wade. Yes, he was. Hero. Your hero indeed. Yes, Phil Barr's absolutely spot on there. But I thought tonight, Phil, I, I, I genuinely thought that it was going to be very difficult for Dimmy if he didn't get out and front run. But he came back like an absolute train in that, first, in that second or fourth session. <laughs> yeah, he, he got into a good lead from there. Glenn obviously won the first 3-2. Then... Glenn switched, switched off probably the wrong word, but he wasn't quite at a race as those two sessions. Dimmy punished. The Dimmy's level was consistent throughout the game, so fair play to him. But you just look at those key moments tonight and Glenn didn't take them. When, when Glenn got in front after there was no more breaks, I didn't think he'd lose it from there. But no, his, beloved, his, his beloved 32 wasn't there tonight for him. Um, there was a 1-2-1 one, one on the ball. And the dart for the ball was probably nearer to Blackpool than it was yeah. the ball in Milton Keynes. But Dimitri t- took his chances when they presented. And the leg that he broke is all about timing because he wasn't in the leg. And the 180 from absolutely nowhere because he hadn't scored well in that leg either, which then set him up the opportunity to break. And he served out impeccably on, on throw, maturity, good board management as well because a lot of people may have gone for the ball on the one two one to try and get it out of the way. No, plonk, set up, I will come back with three darts in hand. So a great level of maturity from Dimitri tonight. I thought God sorry, just into I thought I thought what, what Phil was saying there because I remember in the first leg when Dimmy had sixteen to break the throw, doesn't ping an absolute iron ring shot of a one five one to go one nil up. And I was thinking then God at that point, I was there going do you know what? This is going to be just like the Van der Voort game. He's going to absolutely ping. Because I, I've said before, and I will keep saying, if I had my life on the line and I needed someone to take a, a big out shot to keep my life on the line, there's no one more than one in the game than Glenn Durham. But it just seemed that, you know, honestly, with the way that he's going, with the way that he's playing, he's absolutely meant. But it just deserted him in big key spells tonight. And it's very rare that happens for Dozer. Yeah, like, like Phil said, his double 16, his, his old faithful just wasn't quite there tonight. Um, we spoke a lot about, about how Glenn stays calm under pressure and how his throw doesn't change a lot. I think I noticed something tonight where the opposite of Smith, I actually think he's a better player if he starts switching around than trying to use that first dart. I think he tries a little bit too hard to make sure his second and third darts are going off the barrel of the first. And that's when he starts straying. I, I, I think it, there's a little bit too much force in there. I don't think he's as natural and relaxed with those as he is uh, the rest of the way around the board. But, yeah, again, I agree with Phil that once he, he took the lead again late, I didn't expect him to just throw it away as you like. 
Um, but the maturity levels from Dimitri on stage, there are times in the past we've looked at it and thought, perhaps this is a bit of an act to try and catch him up with, with the pros that have done it. But it works for him. It's fantastic for him. The way he centres himself and, and calms him before the really, really big moments, usually that puts more pressure on yourself as well. But it, it works to a fantastic effect for Dimitri. Phil, a, a quick thought ahead before we go in here from Dimitri. A quick thought on Desert, um, if I may, and then go if you want to pick up on the back of this, please feel free to do so. It's a big, big chance gone for Glenn. It's the same way we really with Bully Boy, to be fair, with Michael Smith. You think, I, I know what you're going to say in the sense of like, it, it's not as big of a moment at this point, but are you really going to get that opportunity again to go and win the second biggest tournament in the sport? when you've lost the top four, you've got Dimitri Vandenberg, who no disrespect to Dimmy, is a lot of a, of a tougher, is less of a tougher player to play than, say, a Gerwin Price or anything. Aspinall could have come out in that section of the draw. It could be a big moment, that, for Glenn, because that's four PDC semi-finals and he's yet to make a final. It is. However, I think Glenn goes against the grain here. I think he plays better when he plays your Michael Van Gerwens, your Peter Wrights, your um, going prices. I think for some reason, he plays better in those games. Um, no more so in this tournament. His best performance was against Peter Wright when he was stunning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other two, he played Vincent and Dimitri Ray. I don't mean to sound horrible here, but they are lesser players than Glenn Durrant. And there wasn't quite the same level from Glenn. So, on paper, you'd say, yes, it's a huge missed opportunity. But I think we see the best of Glenn when he plays the better players. It's, it's that mentality, isn't it? You've got to have something big to go out and prove he loves the underdog status. It works fantastically in, in other sports, mentioned it the other night. And it, it's a way that he gets himself up to the encounter. And I, I agree with that. But I, I, I still do think this is an opportunity missed. I think it's the same for for Bully Boy Michael Smith I think we'd all picked that as the final and they're quite heavy favourites in both of their games arguably um, yeah. because of perform because of form they've carried in um, and their performances for the rest of the week so an opportunity missed for both and I think it will hurt them a bit more if Dimitri goes on to win the title tomorrow because he will have got there first before either of those two despite them having more opportunities to have done so so far if that makes sense I think if Gary goes on to win it tomorrow it's one of the established winners on tour picking up another title if there is somebody else that goes on to win a TV major from far out in the field before Michael Smith before Glenn Durham I think that will hurt them a little bit more yeah no I don't, I don't disagree it was just almost the same when Nathan Aspinall won his before Smith yeah, I think I think that hurt him as as well. Definitely, it's a certainly very interesting moment there for both uh, Glenn Durant once again making a PDC semi final, but he's yet to make a PDC final. But Dimitri Vandenberg gets revenge on his first Pro Tour final, where he lost to Glenn Durant in Pro in PC four last year, and uh, he has made his maiden. PDC TV final. He's also now into the top 16, which we'll talk about after we hear from him. Here he is talking with Phil earlier on this evening. 
Dimitri, congratulations. What a game. You're into your first match play televised final into yeah. the top 16 in the world. It's been one hell of a night for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I hope there's going to be a difference tomorrow, though. Um, from the moment that I woke up today until the moment that I was playing up that stage until the last double, I wasn't nervous. And I think that if I feel a little bit nervous, I am so much better. I am so much more focused. I am so much more concentrated. Um, I think it's because I know Glenn too well, and that's why I never really got nervous. And at the end, I managed to win, and I'm, I'm so proud of it. But hey, there's still one more game to play. I'm not finished. Was it tougher because it was Glenn and everything that goes with it, same stable and a close friend? I think it was. I've tried to be arrogant. I've tried to be strong. I've tried to be focused with myself. But at some points, I think I still took it a little bit too soft. Not disrespectful to him. Not too easy. Just because it was him. And, well, once again, I learned from this. Once again, I'm on to the next step. I'm on to winning a final of a major tournament and I know it's my first but if it keeps growing like this it will not be my last Do you think the fact that you played in the two World Youth Finals on a big stage and they were finals maybe settled you down tomorrow a little bit? Yeah, definitely um, I know I've been on a stage, on a big stage in front of a big crowd I know there's no crowd here but let's just call it a very important game you have to play things I've been dreaming of and back then, them two games, I've handled them well. So I don't see any difference. I don't see that I would not be able to handle this well. But I will be busy with myself. I know Gary is one of them players that you need to look out for and one of the greatest in the world. But I will be busy with myself. I will be preparing my own rhythm, my own game. And, well, like everybody else is seeing, believe. And if you believe, you can always achieve. I know... Everyone's been talking about the time you spent with Peter Wright. I know you told us that you got a message before you played yeah. from him. What did he say to you? They were saying, like, come on, Dimitri, play your own game, take your time, be busy with yourself, believe in yourself, we are believing in you, um, we really like you, and well, we, we just hope that you're going to be playing what, like you can, and, and then we hope you're going to be pushing through to get in that final, and we want you to win, you know. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm getting words of Peter Wright and his missus and the family in, in a way that I never would have expected. I know Peter always has been supporting me and have given me advice and everything, but this is a different level, especially after being three months at their home. I'm like part of the family. Even their neighbors, their neighbors, they have like two young daughters and a young boy, a young son. They are always supporting me, giving me a message. I even got a few video messages and it's brilliant it makes me smile it's awesome I love it looking at tomorrow's final it is Gary Anderson a player yeah. that has won the match play before but the last time you played him in a huge televised semi-final mm. you beat him do you think that has any bearing on tomorrow or do you think the fact he's won the title gives him the edge I'm not thinking in the past I'm thinking forward um, I've played Gary before I don't know how many times but I just know I have managed to win against him before. So why wouldn't I be able to win again against him again? And that's where I will be thinking of. I will be believing and listening to what my manager, my family says. And that's going to give me strength for the next round, for the next game and maybe for the title. 
Dimitri, congratulations and all the very best tomorrow, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Dimitri Vandenberg there. I, I thought very measured, if you want me to be honest with you, Phil. I thought very calm, collected, as if to go, okay, yep, yeah, I've made a final, brilliant. But instead there, he's got one more game to play. To make, for a man who's made his maiden PDC TV final, he sounded very relaxed about it. Uh, he, was, he was. He was very cool, calm, collected. And it would be so Dimitri Vandenberg if he goes and wins a TV title before he wins a floor tournament. <laughs> well, we've always said, as soon as he gets into those big TV tournaments, he's a danger. And well, yet, and again, now he's an even bigger danger because he's in a mall. Well, that's the point. This is, so, as you said, off the back of this interview, let's talk about quickly before we talk about this final gob, a huge, huge seismic shift. Simon Whitlock has got to pull his finger out if he's going to be in any of these tournaments because Jimmy van der Berg now, top 16, is a guaranteed seed in these tournaments. Yeah, two days ago, we were sat here talking about how Simon Whitlock is going to be in every major event for the back end of the year. His, his run was fantastic and, and keeps him in those opportunities. Now, Jimmy's come from far out in the field, knocked him out of that, and, and Simon's got some work to do. So, we've spoken before about the opportunities that being in the top 16 opens up. You're in every TV major going, basically, between now and Christmas. And that's a sizable amount of money before the result of tomorrow that will sit on Jimmy for the next two years. He's not... He had a good run building up to this, the quarterfinals, um, UK Open and the World Championships, but that's a long 18 months for him to go and accrue ranking money elsewhere to try and back up this this purple patch, if you like, of, of TV runs. Well, it's like we said yesterday, God, that the top 16 is almost like the secret handshake boys club. Yeah. It's hard to get in it, but once you're in it, as long as you don't do something stupid, it's then very hard to knock, not be knocked out unless someone from left field has a ridiculous run mm-hmm. like, like here. So in that, that, now he's in that secret handshake brigade, as, as we'll call it, but it's going to be very hard to knock him out. Yeah. The thing is, though, I'll say this, Simon Whitlock is only two and a half grand behind him. So it's not a horrendous bridge to, you know, bridge to gap, if you like. But even so, though, that means he's got to perform something brilliantly on a pro tour or something, go and go and do bits on a Euro tour. And we've not seen Whitlock really do that on a Euro tour apart from once last year. Really? Plus Whitlock, Whitlock, I I haven't got it up in front of me, but in the upcoming months, Whitlock must be defending money. Yeah, absolutely. All over the place. He's got a World Grand Prix as well to develop. You know, A couple of years ago, I think he made a quarterfinal, if memory says me correctly as well. So... He's got half a chance, you know, money will fall off his ranking and like he's got to do bits. That's as simple as. Yeah, so, exactly that. Absolutely. Right. Well, Dimi van den Berg is the newest member, if you like, of the top 16 club, but he could be the 10th player ever to win the Phil Taylor Trophy, to win the Betfred World Match Play and to be a finalist. And if he does win, by the way, gentlemen, he will go... Uh, it's interesting he'd actually go above Glenn Durrant he would go into number 12 in the world if he were to go and beat uh, Gary Anderson tomorrow night if Gary Anderson were to win that would make him go to number 7 in the world and go ahead of Garrel Gurney so those are the rankings that we've got to play with tomorrow so let's talk about this Betfred World Match Play final like I said before at the start at the top of the show if you'd have told me that this would have been the World Match Play final I would have said you were mental, to be brutally honest. 
both players not carrying much form really going into the summer series. Both players not particularly playing well really in the home tour. Well, I say, excuse me, Dimi not playing that great in the home tour. Gary obviously making a home tour final and only losing one game all time to Nathan Aspinall in order for him to be the runner-up. So there were signs there for Gary, not really signs for Dimitri. But as you said, Phil, at the top of the show, it's like the UK Open 2018 all over again. It was Gary against Corey Cadby at that stage. It's now Gary against Dimitri van der Berg. Mac Elke must love this sort of stuff, mustn't he? He wants no fans for the rest of the year. Um, yeah what 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 can we say about this final this is going to be a heavy scoring final but Gary ain't going to like the pace of Dimitri Vandenberg is he you say that but he did beat Mensal Sulevich in a final that was the best the greatest final correct two years ago I, I, I think three or four years ago it would have been an issue but I think Gary's learnt to deal with those demons in terms of pace. No. I, I genuinely think it is an absolute coin toss of a final. I can Do make you? a case. For, yeah, I can make yeah. a case of both players winning it. Okay. Um, I, I'm ready to listen. Well, you, are you saying Dimitri is the overwhelming favourite? Yeah, absolutely. He's going to absolutely walk this final. No, uh, no. As much as I absolutely adore the Dreammaker, and Gob, you know how much I adore the Dreammaker, I can only see one outcome in this. It's been a great. I wish I had your confidence. I think you're going off reputation there. Yeah. Look at look look at cold hard stats from this year's tournament. Yeah. If if anything, you'd have Dimitri as the favourite if you're going off stats for the tournament. I've literally written the same thing before we came on air. The, the, the problem I've got with this final, and this is my this is my guts, probably this is my head ruling my heart a little bit here, because I think that as much as he hasn't played anywhere near his best, and he got somewhere close to, I'd say about 80, 90% tonight, Gary Anderson, for the majority of that game. Yeah. I, 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 if, if, if Dimmy doesn't score well tomorrow. And I, I know it's a big if because he doesn't because there's nothing nothing that stats are saying otherwise. If Dimmy doesn't score well tomorrow, I can't see how he goes and pulls it off. Because Gary has got the experience, he's got the knowledge, he knows how to win these tournaments. I appreciate Dimmy's a, 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 the most successful de- dev player of all time, development tour player of all time. Appreciate he's won back to back world youth championships, the only person to do so. And I appreciate you might be saying I'm going on reputation, but I, I, I Personally, I can't see how Dimitri's maiden televised final, his maiden PDC televised final, can ever get past the, the Flying Scotsman at this moment in time. I just can't see it. I think Dimitri's tournament average is better than Gary's. Yeah. You don't think it's true? It's a fact. <laughs> it's yeah, a fact, sorry, but, as, as Rafa Benitez but, would say. I just look at it and I, I genuinely think it's a I can make a case for both of them winning it and I wish I, I had your it. confidence mate I really do I, no I, I can because I think all apart from one I thought Dimitri was fortunate to get past Joe Cullen because I, I actually thought Joe Cullen was the better player yeah. during that game but in his other three games he's been absolute top class if we get the Nathan Aspinall performance he wins the final I think if we get the Adrian Lewis performance and the Gary performance of tonight, then we could be here all night again. We could be in overtime like Lasulovic 
Yeah. Game. I I think if, if this was a if I think if this was an ITV tournament, no disrespect to ITV, but this was an ITV tournament and it was best first to eleven, I would be saying hands down. But because but because Gary's got that experience over such a long period, I just have that feeling that he's going to go and do it. God, be, I mean, you're you're looking very puzzled on our call here tonight. I appreciate <laughs> you know this is a very much a a big moment because if you'd have told me that Gary Anderson's got half a chance of defending his world match play winner's money at the start of the week, I'd have gone, really? It's weird. And I, I used this a lot when we spoke about Barney and his final world championships. It didn't get anywhere near it, but I'm going to say it again. You only get fairy tales in sport. And sometimes if it's your time, it's your time. And the way that Demetrius performed all week, he took apart Nathan Aspinall and Adrian Lewis comfortably front ran both of them he's been through the gritty matches against Joe Collin against Glenn Durant where his timing has failed him out of trouble despite the fact he's admitted he was nervous and a little bit anxious at those moments and you could see it gets him a little bit but he's still overcome that and that will help him out if he gets into the same position again tomorrow um, I just we haven't seen Pete Gary Anderson and if we had this is this is a no brainer but we haven't seen Pete Garrison. I'm not sure we ever will again, you know. I'm just no, I, not I, sure we ever hit that, that same level. Um, and it's sort of head versus heart for, for who wins this. Um, if you're going on performances this week, purely, there's only one Dimitri person. Wins. Yeah, there's only one person picking up the Phil Taylor trophy tomorrow night, and it's Dimitri Vandenberg. But it's Gary Anderson. The added ad experience <laughs> of Gary Anderson. He's been there before in the UK and behind closed doors. And um, we've said it before a couple of nights. He has the ability to put that run of five, six legs on if he clicks into life. And, and we see that glimpse or a longer glimpse of the best player in the world, Gary Anderson, that we've seen before. And he can take this final away from Dimitri. And I think that's where I've gone for Gary to win it. But I really wouldn't be surprised if I'm nowhere near it and Dimitri front runs it. Matt, I'm, I'm looking at it. If Gary is to win this, I think this is a remarkable achievement considering, I was, like I was with Green and I watched that group earlier. From 2018, when he was the best player on the planet. Yeah, and 100%. The, the, and the, the tournaments and titles he won. Then his back went. Still he managed. Still winning a whip of bad back. Like, that was mad. Managed to get to a semi-final of a world title when he could, of a world championship when he could barely stand up. Takes six months off, comes back, does a few bits, gets himself back into TV tournaments. Starts this year with a win in the Pro Tour, which let's be honest, no one saw coming. Not even himself. No, and then he starts to do bits in the Premier League. Then has four months off, comes back and he's in a final. Ridiculous. And in the home home series final as well, and that took an exceptional performance from Aspen. I know it's. It's not quite yeah. the same, but they're the um, only opportunities we've seen him pick up a dart. And, and this is why I'll argue with anyone that doesn't put him in their top five of all time needs to have their fucking heads read. Because yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous what he's come back from. And he's open and honest. He hasn't picked the darts up at home. He's like, he picked them up. And he still go and do what he's done this week. Oh, That's just ridiculous. Oh, it's just a remarkable, remarkable talent that is insane. And like you, Gob, I, 
I don't know. I'm heart versus head here. Part of me would love to see Dimitri win. Part of me would love to see Gary win. Well, before uh, we, before, well, I'll, I'll give you 30 more seconds to think of a, of, a, of a final score here, Phil, because I'll, I'll tell you what the bookies are saying at the moment. Currently, Gando is 8-15 to 15 on to win the game. Dimitri is 6-4 to four currently. So, four, you know, 6-4 to against to win the game. I'll be honest with you now, as much as I would absolutely love the Dream Maker to be dancing on that stage tomorrow night, holding the Phil Taylor trophy and winning his maiden TV title, I can't see it. I think that Gary's got too much power in particular in scoring. And I think that if he gets on a roll and front runs, we could be on a really early night. I think Gary Anderson wins the Phil Taylor trophy for the second time in three years. And I'm going to go 18-12. See, those, those odds are quite interesting because the bookies have gotten quite close. Where in previous finals, it would have been 1-4 to four against 4-5-1. Or five to one. So the odds, I think they've probably got it just about right there. They've edged with Gary because it's Gary. I, I, I get that. They wouldn't mm-hmm. put him, they wouldn't put Dimitri odds on because the bets on Gary would go through the roof. So I get that. They've got him fairly close, which, which I like because too many times the bookies don't look at games properly and they, they'll, they'll do it on reputation. But this one, they've got, they've got that price probably about right. I'm... Gary, but close. I'm going to go 18-15, Gary Anderson. So no, no tie and vote for me. <laughs> Just in case they've gone separate. Um, I mean, I've weighed it up. I've been sat thinking about it all night. Uh, I probably will once I put this prediction in, but it's the one I'm going to stick with and. I too have got Gary. I just can't back against the man. Yeah. He's just special at this game. And I've got him 18-13. I think if he is going to win, I don't think it can be any closer than that. I think he needs to put out a good spurt to start with, get towards the line. Dimitri will have a a bit of a comeback, but then Gary will get over at 18-13. It's going to be close. It's going to be tight. But more than anything, it's going to be fun. I think it's probably the best way to end the Match Play Daily. And I think this is the end of the Match Play Daily for this year, for 2020. It's been really great fun coming to you every single night, talking through fair performances, through shocks, through stories. One of the most unique tournaments in the history of the sport. So Jack Garwood, Phil Bars, thank you very much for joining us here on the Match Play Daily. So we know our two finalists then. Ando advances. He beats Michael Smith 18-16 for his second Match Play final in three years in an absolute classic. And Dancing Dimitri dazzles once again on debut. He does it against Duzza, 17 legs to 15, and he makes his maiden PDC TV final. Who will be the Phil Taylor Trophy winner This time round, will we have a new name on the trophy or will Gary Anderson manage to retain his match play crown and regain his match play crown for the second time in three years? It could be absolutely mental. It's going to be fun. It's going to be frenetic. It's going to be absolutely mega. So make sure that you enjoy the match play final with us here on Online Darts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Search us Online Darts and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel right now Online Darts on YouTube as well. Online Darts TV on YouTube. Make sure you don't miss a single video of the final here at the Match Play. Make sure, of course, that you read our predictions as well and our preview on onlinedarts.com right now 
it'll be up for you right now as you're listening to the podcast so thank you so much for listening to us throughout the week we're back on tuesday for a full tournament review but gary anderson or dimitri vandenberg which one of them will be world match by champion on sunday night from all of us thanks for listening and thanks for following us here at online darts good night Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.